You feeling any better? A little bit. Guess what? What? Your grandfather's here. Mom, can't you tell me I'm sick? You're sick. That's why he's here. He'll pinch my cheek. I hate that. Maybe he won't. Hey, how is this sick? Huh? I think I'll leave you two pals alone. I brought you a special present. What is it? Open it up. A book? That's right. When I was your age, television was called books. And this is a special book. It was the book my father used to read to me when I was sick, and I used to read it to your father. And today, I'm going to read it to you. Any sports in it? Are you kidding? Fencing, fighting, torture, revenge, giants, monsters, chases, escapes, true love, miracles. Doesn't sound too bad. I'll try and stay awake. Oh, well, thank you very much. It's very nice of you. Your vote of confidence is overwhelming. All right. The Prince's Bride. By S. Morgenstern, Chapter One. Buttercup was raised on a small farm in the country of Florin. Our favorite pastimes were riding a horse and tormenting the farm boy that worked there. His name was Wesley, but she never called him that. Isn't that a wonderful beginning? Yeah, it's really good. Nothing gave Buttercup as much pleasure as ordering Wesley around. Farm boy. Polish my horse's saddle. I want to see my face shining in it by morning. As you wish. As you wish was all he ever said. Farm boy, fill these with water. Please. As you wish. That day, she was amazed to discover that when he was saying, as you wish, what he meant was, I love you. And even more amazing was the day she realized she truly loved him back. Phone boy. Fetch me that picture. kissing book if you've not seen the princess bride don't be fooled by the name like the grandson in the movie was it's way more than a romance it's one of the most quotable and humorous movies of all time the grandson anticipates that the story will be boring and he doesn't hide his reluctance to listen unfortunately i've known many people who approach the bible the same way with a preconceived notion that it's stuffy, boring, outdated, and irrelevant. 
but nothing could be further from the truth. The way that Grandpa described the book he held would only get us started with the Bible. Fencing, fighting, torture, revenge, giants, monsters, chases, escapes, true love, miracles. We'd add to it adventure and battles, rescue, danger, villains, shipwrecks, wars, and the greatest hero of all time. Hebrews 4.12 tells us that the Word of God, the Bible, is alive and powerful. So whether you're new to the Bible or you're well acquainted with it, I encourage you to find a translation that you can understand and immerse yourself in the story it tells. Let the Bible come alive to you, and then let it come alive in you. Now, some gals have told me that the character of Wesley could be considered a handsome guy. And I suppose if you find a chiseled jawline, flowing hair, and piercing blue eyes attractive, then maybe he's got a couple things going for him. But the greatest feature Wesley has is his attitude, displayed in the phrase he often uttered to Buttercup, as you wish. And when he said that, he was really saying, I love you. But if he displayed an as-I-wish attitude, his good looks would have a hard time compensating for his selfishness. There's a spiritual parallel here. When Jesus invites us to follow him, he's inviting us to trust him enough that we would say, as you wish, Jesus. And that's really what it means to be a Christ follower. That rather than devoting our lives to doing what we would wish, we devote ourselves to doing God's will. And we discover that that's the best way to live. Jesus said, if you try to hang on to your life, you'll lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. Friend, that's the greatest tension any of us will have in life. Will I try to make my life about me as I wish? Or will I give my life to Jesus and say as you wish, Lord? Well, Wesley left the farm and was reportedly killed by the dread pirate Roberts. And after five years passed, Buttercup was chosen against her desires to become the wife of the not-so-nice Prince Humperdinck. But a scheming villain named Vizzini, who recruited a swordsman and a giant, was hired to kidnap the princess. A word, my lady. We are but poor, lost circus performers. Is there a village nearby... There is nothing nearby, not for miles. Then there will be no one to hear you scream. Ah! What is that you're ripping? It's fabric from the uniform of an army officer of Gilder. Who's Gilder? The country across the sea, the sworn enemy of Florin. Go! Once the horse reaches the castle, the fabric will make the prince suspect the Gilderians have abducted his love. When he finds their body dead on the Gilder frontier, his suspicions will be totally confirmed. You never say anything about killing anyone. I've hired you to help me start a war. It's a prestigious line of work with a long and glorious tradition. I just don't think it's right killing an innocent girl. Am I going mad? Or did the word think escape your lips? You are not hired for your brains, you hippopotamic landmass. I agree with Fisick. Oh, the sot has spoken. What happens to her is not truly your concern. I will kill her. And remember this. Never forget this. When I found you, you were so slobbering drunk, you couldn't buy brandy. And you, friendless, brainless, helpless, 
hopeless. Do you want me to send you back to where you were? Unemployed in Greenland? Vicini, he can fuss. Fuss, fuss. Think he like to scream at us? Probably he means no harm. He's very, very short on charm. You have a great gift for Ryan. Yes, yes. Sorry, that. Enough of that! Percy, are there rocks ahead? If they are, we'll be dead. No more rhymes now, I mean it! Anybody want a peanut? Yeah! Even the bad guy Vizzini is funny in that scene. But he is such a jerk. Vizzini relates to Inigo and Fezzik through intimidation, accusation, and fear. He wants them to adopt his evil values and live according to his purpose. His behavior is exactly opposite of how we should treat people. God's word instructs us, love must be sincere. Hate what is evil Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love and honor one another above yourselves. If we are devoted to ourselves over and above the needs and the good of other people, then we are failing to love. We are to relate to others with an unselfish concern for them, doing what's best for them. Friend, let that kind of love define you. And don't be held captive by the Vizzinis of this world. Don't let people like that deceive you into thinking less of yourself. Remember, God crafted you in his very image. He delights in you as a doting dad. So let that be the truth that shapes you, and let that truth compel you to love other people. Well, Vizzini and his crew are being pursued by a mysterious man in black, who's already defeated the swordsman, and now faces the giant. You're quick. Good thing, too. Why are you wearing a mask? Were you burn the acid or something like that? Oh, no, it's just they're terribly comfortable. I think everyone will be wearing them in the future. <laughs> now, that's just funny and a little prophetic. I couldn't not play that clip. Well, let's move on in the story. So, it is down to you and it is down to me. If you wish you're dead, by all means, keep moving forward. Let me explain. There's nothing to explain. You're trying to kidnap what I've rightfully stolen. Perhaps an arrangement can be reached? There will be no arrangement, and you're killing her. Well, if there can be no arrangement, then we are at an impasse. I'm afraid so. I can't compete with you physically, and you're no match for my brains. You're that smart. Let me put it this way. Have you ever heard of Plato, Aristotle, Socrates? Yes. Morons. Really? In that case, I challenge you to a battle of wits. For the princess? To the death? I accept. Good. Then pour the wine. In 
Inhale this, but do not touch. I smell nothing. What you do not smell is called iocane powder. It is odorless, tasteless, dissolves instantly in liquid, and is among the more deadly poisons known to man. Where is the poison? The battle of wits has begun. It ends when you decide and we both drink and find out who is right and who is dead. But it's so simple. All I have to do is divine from what I know of you. Are you the sort of man who would put the poison into his own goblet or his enemies? Now, a clever man would put the poison into his own goblet because he would know that only a great fool would reach for what he was given. I'm not a great fool, so I can clearly not choose the wine in front of you. But you must have known I was not a great fool. You would have counted on it, so I can clearly not choose the wine in front of me. You made your decision then? <laughs> not remotely. Because Iocane comes from Australia, as everyone knows. And Australia is entirely peopled with criminals. And criminals are used to having people not trust them, as you are not trusted by me, so I can clearly not choose the wine in front of you. Truly, you have a dizzying intellect. Wait till I get going! Where was I? Australia. Yes, Australia. And you must have suspected I would have known the powder's origin, so I can clearly not choose the wine in front of me. You're just stalling now. You'd like to think that, wouldn't you? You've beaten my giant, which means you're exceptionally strong. So you could have put the poison in your own goblet, trusting on your strength to save you, so I can clearly not choose the wine in front of you. But you've also bested my Spaniard, which means you must have studied. And in studying, you must have learned that man is mortal, so you would have put the poison as far from yourself as possible, so I can clearly not choose the wine in front of me. You're trying to trick me into giving away something. It won't work. It has worked. You've given everything away. I know where the poison is. Then make your choice. I will. And I choose. What in the world can that be? What? Where? I don't see anything. Oh, well, I could have sworn I saw something. I thought, no matter. <laughs> What's so funny? I'll, I'll tell you in a minute. First, let's drink. Me from my glass and you from yours. <laughs> you guessed wrong. You only think I guessed wrong. That's what's so funny. I switched glasses when your back was turned. Ha <laughs> ha, you fool. You fell victim to one of the classic blunders. The most famous is never get involved in a land war in Asia. But only slightly less well known is this. Never go in against a Sicilian when death is on the line. Ha <laughs> Vizzini is a caricature of pride, embodying the familiar words of Proverbs 16:18. Pride goes before destruction and haughtiness before a fall. Pride is the greatest obstacle in human relationships. Self-interest, self-obsession, and using other people for our purposes ultimately works against us. So if you want to move forward with God and have healthy relationships with other people, then you absolutely must acknowledge your pride. And if you do, then you invite God to be gracious to you. 
James, the half-brother of Jesus, said, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So we must get past our need to constantly defend ourselves. And instead, we need to embrace confession, acknowledging our pride, and demonstrating humility. Pride prevents us from truly loving others and serving God because pride focuses our attention on getting God and others to serve us. Well, let's return to our movie. The man in black has rescued Buttercup and is none other than her beloved Wesley, who has been masquerading as the dread pirate Roberts. This will all soon be but a happy memory. Robert's ship Revenge is anchored at the far end. And I, as you know, am Roberts. But how is that possible, since he's been marauding 20 years and you only left me five years ago? I myself am often surprised at life's little quirks. told you before about saying please was true. It intrigued Roberts, as did my descriptions of your beauty. Finally, Roberts decided something. He said, all right, Wesley, never had a valet. I can try it tonight. I'll most likely kill you in the morning. Three years he said that. Good night, Wesley. Good work. Sleep well. I'll most likely kill you in the morning. It was a fine time for me. I was learning to fence, fight anything anyone would teach me. Roberts and I eventually became friends. And then it happened. What? Go on. Well, Roberts had grown so rich, he wanted to retire. So he took me to his cabin, told me his secret. I am not the Dread Pirate Roberts, he said. My name is Ryan. I inherited the ship from the previous Dread Pirate Roberts, just as you will inherit it from me. The man I inherited it from was not the real Dread Pirate Roberts either. His name was Cummerbund. The real Roberts has been retired 15 years and living like a king in Patagonia. Thank you. Then he explained that the name was the important thing for inspiring the necessary fear. You see, no one would surrender to the Dread Pirate Wesley. So we sailed ashore, took on an entirely new crew, and he stayed aboard for a while as first mate, all the time calling me Roberts. Once the crew believed, I, he left the ship, and I have been Roberts ever since. Except now that we're together, I shall retire and hand the name over to someone else. Is that been clear to you? Every good leader, every good organization has a plan to pass the baton of leadership to the next generation. And when that does not happen, the organization loses momentum, vision gets muddy, and the mission suffers. Jesus was no exception. He spent the majority of his ministry not in front of crowds preaching, but imparting his wisdom and life to a handful of his closest followers. And his plan was for them to do the same, to pour their lives into other people, teaching them to follow Jesus and equipping those people to pass the faith on to others still. Jesus gave us this command, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you. Church, that's our mission to help everyone find and follow Jesus. So friend, if you're not learning from more mature Christ followers how to bring more and more of your life into alignment with God's will, then you're missing out. And I don't just mean learning from books and podcasts and internet sermons, but from those right here in our church who have walked with Jesus for longer than you. And friend, if you've been following Jesus for a while, but you're not helping those newer to faith learn how to follow him, 
then you are failing the mission. If you're a parent, this obviously includes your kids, but it should never be limited just to our kids. This must go beyond our homes. So who are you training in the way of Jesus? As C.S. Lewis said, a barren Christian is a contradiction in terms. A tree is known by its fruit. So who is your spiritual fruit? Well, eventually, Wesley is captured by the prince and then tortured to death, creating a perfect setting for a miracle. Have you any money? I have a little. I just hope it's enough to buy a miracle. That's all. Go away! What? What? Are you the Miracle Max who worked for the king all those years? The king's thinking son fired me. And thank you so much for bringing up such a painful subject. While you're at it, why don't you give me a nice paper cut and pour lemon juice on it? We're closed! Beat it or I'll call the Brute Squad. I'm on the Brute Squad. You are the Brute Squad. We need a miracle. It's very important. Look, I'm retired. Besides, why would you want someone the king's stinking son fired? I might kill whoever you wanted me to miracle. He's already dead. He is, eh? I'll take a look. Bring him in. I've seen worse. Rush me, Sonny. You rush a miracle, man, you get rotten miracles. You got money? 65. I never worked for so little, except once, and that was a very noble cause. This is noble, sir. His wife is crippled. His children are on the brink of starvation. Are you a rotten liar? I need him to help avenge my father. Murdered these 20 years. Your first story was better. Where's that bellows cramp? He probably owes you money, huh? Well, I'll ask him. He's dead. He can't talk. Look who knows so much, huh? Well, it just so happens that your friend here is only mostly dead. There's a big difference between mostly dead and all dead. Please open his mouth. Now, mostly dead, he's slightly alive. Now, all dead, well, with all dead, there's usually only one thing that you can do. What's that? Go through his clothes and look for loose change. Hey! Hello in there! Hey! What's so important? What you got here, that's worth living for. True love. True love, you heard him? You could not ask for a more noble cause than that. Yeah, Sonny. True love is the greatest thing in the world. Except for a nice MLT, a mutton lettuce and tomato sandwich when the mutton is nice and lean and the tomatoes ripe. They're so perky. I love that. But that's not what he said. He distinctly said, to blave. And as we all know, to blave means to bluff. Huh? So you're probably playing cards and he cheated. Liar! 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 Get back, witch! I'm not a witch. I'm your wife. But after what you just said, I'm not even sure I want to be dead anymore. You never had it so good. 
to love. He said to love, Max. Don't say My another God. word, Valerie. He's afraid. Ever since Prince Humperdinck fired him, his confidence is shattered. Why'd you say that name? You promised me that you would never say that name. What? Humperdinck? Ah! Humperdinck! Ah! That is a noble cause. Give me the 65. I'm on the job. That's a miracle pill. The chocolate coating makes it go down easier, but you have to wait 15 minutes for full potency. And you shouldn't go in swimming after for at least what? An, an hour. Yeah, an a hour. good hour. Yeah. Thank you for everything. Okay. Bye-bye, boys. Have fun storming the castle. Think it'll work? It would take a minute. Bye-bye. Well, behind the silliness of that scene lies a basic human longing. We all long for a hero and a resurrection, for death to be overcome. And thankfully, we don't have to rely on a chocolate-covered pill from Miracle Max. Instead, we can have a confidence in our resurrected Savior, Jesus. God's love for us led him to restore relationship with us through Jesus. And his love is powerful, powerful enough to empty the grave, powerful enough to restore life and to restore hope to all who would follow Jesus. First Peter 1 tells us, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you.